Hi, this is episode one of 100 Days a Year, our podcast, because you need another podcast. I'm Jeremy Rabondo. I'm a co-host and happy to share uh, this platform with my very best friend in the whole wide universe. Can you say whole wide universe? <laughs> That's kind of whole wide world, our entire universe. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to edit that last point out, but so that everyone can now hear how completely imperfect we are. Um, <laughs> either they learn it right right now, or they learn it two minutes from now. Yeah. Uh, but this is episode one, as I just said before, and we just want to just briefly explain why we feel as though we need to put yet one more podcast out there. Um, so I think I didn't even say who you were. <laughs> That's how bad this is going. <laughs> So, Jeremy Rabondo, that's me, and you are? <laughs> I'm Becky Fouché, Jeremy Rabondo's very best friend in the whole wide universe. Whole wide universe, love <laughs> that. So, we, I, we feel like we need to like talk a little bit like about what exactly this podcast is, maybe a little bit about our relationship, and why, why we just want to put, put our ideas out there about relationships. Okay. Well, we are, obviously, we are best friends. Um, we have known each other for almost six years, mm -hmm. and our... Our friendship started in a very safe atmosphere and um, I think you and I both talk a lot of times about how men and women interactions are often one type of way unless uh, yeah. they are birthed in some kind of right. safe and somewhat controlled atmosphere mm -hmm. which is exactly what we had yep. and we really bonded over our shared temperament and over the similar way that we viewed relationships yeah we got we, we kind of like latched onto that really fast really really fast probably within a matter of months yeah and from there um we have just developed this beautiful beautiful friendship and all of the key elements that were existing in in the beginning stages of our friendship still exist today they've just grown and are so much more in depth would you mm -hmm. agree with that mm -hmm. yeah Completely. so the basis of our friendship is um you know our shared temperament the similar way that we look at relationships with um our our family our friends you each know, other each other what we want what we want out of those relationships mm -hmm. what we're willing to give what we're not willing to give um you know how how we expect them to go why we're surprised when they don't go a certain way absolutely um so so really built on how we view relationships and we wanted to build this podcast because well, we've been having these conversations for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally yeah. almost six years, mm -hmm. which is really fascinating. It is, isn't it? I love that. <laughs> I know. It's like all this history. Yeah. So well, history is special. We'll talk about nostalgia at some later date. It's on oh, yeah. our list. Yeah. But... Don't let me don't let me nostalgize too much right now. Okay. Don't. But um, but we wanted to record our conversations because well, we've been having these conversations for so long, and they're so rich, and they're so like. They're, they're just such a good basis for like managing all of our relationships and all of our interactions mm -hmm. with any, any kind of connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether that be family or, you know, really any kind of relationship. So that we wanted to record because, well, we love each other mm -hmm. and we love us we do and love us. we wanted to mm -hmm. share, we wanted to share that with other people. So that's, that's really the big, that's really the big reason why we wanted to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. And here's the, you know, here's kind of a disclaimer, you know, neither, neither Becky nor I have any type of, you know, education in psychiatry or so, or uh, psychology, sociology. We're just talking about things that we've 
interacted with, people we've interacted with, ways of communicating that that really work for us. But both she and I have, you know, been fortunate enough to have other relationships with people and we have used what works on us with those others and mm-hmm. we feel like they you know, those techniques, those things that we've learned really help those other relationships. And so we're just going to try this for a while and see if, you know, others can, can kind of join us in this experience and in this space. Cause it's just, I think it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. So yep. Episode one of 100 years, <laughs> 100 days a year podcast. Yeah, see, I even know the name of it so well. <laughs> All right, let's go. Principles of relationship communication. Number one. You are me. You really are me. So, what does that mean? I mean, what, what, who, give people some background on that. Well, that was the phrase that you said to me years ago, probably five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would, you would, we would have a conversation about, um, I guess, I mean, it, it sounds so generic to say anything, but we would really have a conversation about, anything Mm -hmm. and we would focus on our thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. related to that issue and every time I would share something you would say you are me oh my gosh I'm just like you what is that really me and it didn't it didn't matter how old we were or that we may have gone through slightly different circumstances that brought about those thoughts and feelings it's just that those that specific circumstance prompted a response and I'm like holy moly (laughs) that's totally me right Right. Right. And this was a this was a common theme in our friendship right. for years. It still is. Right. And I think I think I might have said that because I wanted a way. I wanted a way to get close to you. I mm-hmm. wanted to find, you know, I wanted to find a, a commonness that you and I could share. And I think when you create that with people, you create some kind of similarity, not that it's disingenuous, you know, actually kind of go, hey, look, this thing that you thought about this situation or this feeling that you're having. Like I felt the same way mm-hmm. and I think it kind of creates this wonderful space for empathy and it creates, mm-hmm. um, a way that you kind of say, you know, you and I have like a, something in common. And I, I think there's nothing greater than that, that kernel of a relationship forming yep. as something, something, ha- having something in common. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit it. You said, you know, having that space for empathy because really our our relationship is built on so much more than we both like food or we both like to go shopping. Like mm-hmm. it's really built on how we feel about the things in life that causes pain or mm-hmm. discomfort. And I think it's there that you really have the opportunity to express the deepest empathy for each other. And that's where you're going to get the richest bond. Mm-hmm. I And having that shared sameness, mm-hmm. like that you are me and I am you. I know there are tons of people um, who... <laughs> hopefully will listen to this or have been there where they are like, you know, my best friend or my close friend or even my brother or my sister. It's like, wow, we really share this and it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, you know, qualify this uncanny, you know, special feeling that might give you goosebumps when you realize you had like the same exact expression or feeling as someone else, but it's super special. Right. It's super special. And I, and I think for, for those of us who relate and form relationships this way, like you and I do, it's like, you know, realizing that, you know, when you go through a a similar or when you encounter a similar situation or a situation and and I encounter a similar one, we behave Mm -hmm. pretty much the same all the time. And you and I, like, if you take this, you know, five and six years out to the present, you know, we often will tell each other that because of that, like, nobody knows me like you do. Mm -hmm. 
no, I feel completely known by you because you really understand mm -hmm. more than anybody else how I respond and think about mm -hmm. just about anything because you share that with me. And I think that's completely, completely uh, unique. Yeah, and I think what I think exactly what you're saying is that, um, you know, in order to know someone, you have to. It's it's more than just like knowing information about that person, mm -hmm. right? Like I know, I know the most facts about your life out mm -hmm. of anyone else. Yeah. But I also know you. Like I know, I know what sets you off. I know what you know makes you tick. Like I know. Um, I know how you're going to feel in advance before a situation even happens. And so that's really what we value out of relationships is really being known and being understood mm -hmm. to know and to know and to be known and to understand and to be understood. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that really comes, like you said, from our, from our empathy, when we really identify with the other's pain and we say, Hey, the, I've actually felt that same pain mm -hmm. in every single area that you're feeling it. Right. It makes for a really special connection. I mean, I feel comforted by that. And I, and I know that, like, I've got some friends out, outside of, you know, my relationship with you. Believe it or not, I have more than one friend. <laughs> not too many more than one friend, but, 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 you know, I've got some friends. And, like, I feel like some of them would not really appreciate being known like that. It would mm -hmm. almost feel like an invasion. And I'm sure that people listening can completely relate. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why... And and I don't want to speak generically like we've all built up walls and, you know, I, 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 I there's no reason to go there yet. My, I guess my point is, is like, if we want to form meaningful relationships with people, at least you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, like we want to form these, these close relationships. Part of that is just completely being transparent and being mm -hmm. extremely honest and being vulnerable and opening up those parts of ourselves, you know, that are known pretty much only to us and you know, giving the other person the opportunity to, to really display some genuine empathy, caring, and love, because that's what matters to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree. And, like, the vulnerability piece is so much more than, like, hey, here's, you know, here's a private thought from, from my teenage years that I've never shared with anyone. It's so much more than experience. It's, like, you know, being known and being vulnerable is... Well, it's what we were talking about earlier today, you know, where you, you know, you were calling on me for basically hiding like a selfish part of myself, you know, and I had to be vulnerable and say, yeah, like that was, I was being selfish towards you. And so being known is really, it's, it's digging at each other. It's finding out how the other's going to respond. It's knowing their tendencies. It's knowing how they react or respond in certain situations. I mean, mm -hmm. that's really what, that's really what we're talking about and here. Like today and even yesterday, it's like I was removing the things that you hide behind. Like here's a tree, here's a rock, here's a blanket. Like you were tempted to throw yourself underneath it and like yeah. get away from what I was asking you. And I'm like, just taking all that stuff away. Mm -hmm. And in the process, and this isn't a criticism toward you, but in that process, you get defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, th that is just something that happens. Uh, I get defensive when I'm called on my, my shit. You do too. Uh, <laughs> it's human nature, right. right? But because you and I have built into our relationship such a profound level of trust, we know that that momentary defensiveness mm -hmm. is 
Well, just that. It's momentary. Mm-hmm. And like what I was saying to you today, I said, whenever we have to talk about difficult things, we one of us doesn't want to do it because the other one's initiating that conversation. So one of us is, the other one of us tends to be resistant. But I, but I said to you today, like the second we talk about this and go through the hard stuff, then it's over and we move through it really fast. Like we move through it really fast and it's over. And, it's, and then we're, and we're better. Mm-hmm. And we're better every time. Right. I think we as people um, have an, a natural protective element. You know, we want to be safe physically. We want to be safe, you know, financially. We want to be safe emotionally. And so when you are, when you are risking, you know, being vulnerable, you're basically saying, I'm abandoning this this natural, you know, self-protection and I'm, and I'm giving you that permission to be safe with me. I mean, that's really what's going on, you know? And I think that's why it's simultaneously scary, Mm -hmm. but extremely rewarding because you're giving the person that you love permission to be, you know, really honest and really, really, really I hate to use a word to define a word, but really vulnerable with you, right? Like you're giving that person, that person permission to be in your space Mm -hmm. and to become your protective element that you, you know, thought you had taken away. Right. And I think you, at that point, you know, 99% of the time that person is going to accept you and love you, but because vulnerability means your risk, Mm -hmm. you're risking being known. And this is what I've said to you. It's like vulnerability kind of says, I'm willing to risk rejection. Yeah. To get to this place where we've been every time before. Mm-hmm. And so when I say I am you and you are me and I'm like, you really are me. Part of that is willing, your willingness to kind of throw yourself into that space where you could be rejected. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of trust in advance. And I think, you know, that's what trust is. Mm-hmm. It's like realizing it could go one way but saying i'm going to trust this person i'm going to put faith in this person that they're going to deal with me in a in a loving and empathetic way and mm-hmm. because we've been able to demonstrate that for each other for years countless times countless times it makes it on one level extremely easy but still each time where it's really tough mm-hmm. each time where where we're talking about you know, one of the things I always tell Becky is like, thank you for talking with me about the hard stuff, like the really difficult stuff, like the stuff I don't want to talk about. But every time we do, I'm so glad I did it. And we're so glad we talked about it and we're better. Mm-hmm. And, and you're probably hearing the way we frame the relationship as being better. And I think it's because we've gotten to a place where the trust is greater. The love is greater. The richness mm-hmm. is richer. Mm-hmm. And, it's because we're willing to, to, to risk being rejected. Mm-hmm. And that really is what we desire from each other and from every relationship. You know, we, we don't care too much for anything less than that. <laughs> and I think that's even very some, honest to say. Even though sometimes we almost <laughs> say we do. How many times have we said, this, is, this, is not, this, would, this wouldn't be so horrible if it wasn't so funny, but how many times have we said, Gosh, I wish I didn't have to realize that about relationships. I wish I could yeah. just be stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do I, talk about that a lot. And we're not, I'm not feigning modesty here. This is a real thought we both have. Right. Like, like I wish we didn't know this. And I wish we could just, like, endure this aspect of this relationship this way. Because that seems like a lot of other people can. But we can't. Right. So many people can't. Uh, 
even tell the person that they love, you know, whether, whether that's, you know, your mother or your sibling or your boyfriend or your best friend or your boss. I mean, no matter who the interaction is with, so many people can't say, hey, what you just said hurt my feelings mm. because it touched on an insecurity that 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 is is really difficult for me to come to grab you know to grips with and you hurt me and I need you to know that we have a distance now that what you said to me created a distance right. that is so difficult for people to yes to do it's difficult for us to do it's difficult for and us we've to been do. we've been doing this for years yes but I and I think that is part of it. I think, you know, we've got so much history and practice, but I also think that it's a willingness factor. Tell me what you mean. I mean, we, we, we know that in order to achieve the, the richness and the, the quality of the connection that we have, you know, we have to be willing to um, take those risks. And I don't think that it's possible unless you're willing. You know, I think we both probably... I'm probably the one that's like this more so, but you know, you have to, we have to push and pull on each other. We have to say, Hey, like, you know, get real, get honest with me because this is not, you know, this hurts me mm-hmm. and this is not working for me. And I think unless, you know, it's always difficult, but I think it's a willingness factor. And if you're mm-hmm. not willing to do that, you're never going to, you know, receive that, that type of connection. And, and it's just not worth it at that point. Right. You I know, agree with you. And I can you just talk about because you this was your original thought and I just I love when you say this and I've adopted it. But can you please talk about how, you know, we have one life and Yeah. That's all we have. So right. why would we I'll shut up. Go. No, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure several people have said a version of this, but like you get one shot to be a whole person. Mm-hmm. And you, this is not rehearsal and mm-hmm. you don't get a do-over. And you don't get another opportunity to form closeness with people. Mm. You know, you get one chance. And so as the years tick by, you know, do you want to hide behind, like, the safety of a lack of honesty or a safety of a lack of vulnerability? Do you want to refrain from telling the people closest to you, hey, like you said, you hurt me? Because when you tell someone you hurt them, if, and I'm just going to kind of weave this back into your, mm-hmm. your point, but when you tell someone you hurt them, you give them the opportunity to, to come into your space and become empathetic. And I just want to talk about how, what that's done for you and me, um, the willingness to create space for empathy, um, which then creates space for closeness. So when I say, you know, Becky, you've hurt me on this thing and I need you to know that, um, I doubt you intended it, but it happened. Or sometimes we've just stupidly said dumb things to each other that really are hurtful Mm -hmm. and our brains aren't there and they're not connected, you know, to our empathetic muscle and we just step all over each other. And then one of us is like really hurt or the other is, but, but when you, when you create, when you say when you create, when you're vulnerable, when you, and you, you end up creating a space for empathy, you give the person another, you give the other person a chance to come to you and meet you and, um, and help you help fix whatever is going on. And I think the ingredient there that if that ever happens with you and people are ever that honest with you, or if you're tempted to be that honest, which I hope you all are, you know, with other people, you have to, um, you have to risk being exposed and you have to, to risk like 
maybe the fact that they won't come to you That's and they'll be thinking. defensive. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. But how can you do it otherwise? Right. Right. I mean, you're it's scary. Right, and it's it's on the, you know, it's on the one hand, it's like personal vulnerability, you know, where like I don't want to be exposed. I don't want this person to know that I'm fragile. You know, I don't want to be, you know, anything less than invincible. Um and then on the other hand, like what you just said, you're you're giving you're simultaneously giving that person the opportunity to empathize with you and love you in the truest way while also giving them the opportunity to reject you. Mm-hmm. Because and that honestly happens more often than not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you go to someone and you and I'm you know, not talking about us because we're perfect, but I mean <laughs> but I mean with our other relationships, you know, how many times do you go to someone and you say, Hey, this hurt my feelings and they disregard any responsibility towards that action and then what they're doing is they're rejecting you so it's like this big compilation of you know risking your own vulnerability and then risking knowing that that person may not love you in a way that makes sense to you and so what do you end up doing you end up kind of like not really being honest all the way about what that person did you Mm -hmm. end up like like down prioritizing your own feelings in that matter. You, you know, you disregard your mm-hmm. feelings and you, you might, you might approach it and say, Hey, did you, you know, I'm not sure if you meant to do this. It's not a big deal. How much oh. time, how many times do we say that? It's not a big deal, but did you realize that, you know, this happened or, you know, and it's, and it, look, it doesn't matter. The situations are usually stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, maybe, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they didn't listen to you when you, they're like, they asked you, you know, what kind of coffee you wanted. And then they went and got you exactly the thing you said you didn't want. And you're like, and you feel in that moment, hey, I'm not important. My ideas aren't important. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of a myriad of different things that can happen. But like a lot of times, you know, our feelings are completely destroyed over really dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when we try to explain it, we end up down prioritizing our own feelings. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that. No. And in doing so, like you said a few minutes ago, you are robbing that yeah. person of the opportunity to love you. It's which is really selfish. Right. It's really selfish because you're telling them two things. You're telling them <laughs> exactly. You're telling them number one, you know, I you're essentially saying I don't think you're worthy of loving me, right? Because mm-hmm. you're withholding that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And yep. Yeah, and then number two, you know, you're you're basically saying, you know, you're incapable. Which is, that's, that's a right. hurtful and thing to insinuate. Right. If you're my friend and I'm going to tell you, I don't trust you well enough to even be honest in this moment. Right. Right. So I'm not going to tell you how I truly feel. I'm not going to tell you what you really did or what it really mm-hmm. said to me or really meant to me. So I'm going to withhold that out of what feels like some kind of courtesy. I want to be chill. Yeah. Uh, it's not a big deal. I don't want to be a burden. Right. You know, I'm, I'm the cool friend. Yeah. Those are all selfish. That Those are, those are all the height of selfishness. Right. And some, you know, some people I imagine, you know, are thinking, how can that be selfish? It seems like love does, but you're doing that. You're, you're doing that out of, out of like a, a self-protective measurement and you're, mm-hmm. with, you're withholding honesty from the person you say you care about. Mm-hmm. If right. you weren't, we don't get hurt by, we normally, let's say normally don't get hurt by people we don't care about. Yes, Absolutely. You know, right. and, if, and if in the moment you actually really are hurt over uh, something that just happened, you know, that, that probably just, that probably does, that probably signals something to you mm-hmm. that you do care about that person. Matter of fact, sometimes yeah. it's when you're hurt for the first time, you're like, holy, holy crap, I actually do care about that person. I do care about what that person thinks about me. I do care about what right. that person just did. Sometimes that can be a signal to how we do care. But just putting that aside for a moment, 
<clears throat> if you know if we do care about that individual you have to completely give them the full benefit of all the data all the information so that you leave all them all the room to to apologize and fix it that's right haven't we said to each other <clears throat> like we, we had an interaction something didn't go well one of us hurt each other and i'm like you know this thing happened you're being defensive right now so you're not even allowing me to know what really is going on so i don't know how to fix it so i like i have not enough data i don't know what's really going on you're withholding something from me yeah that takes a lot of confidence to talk like that but we both we both are that way right we that i mean you are my mirror in that regard like we both do that to each other you are me yeah. you really are me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right and we've had so much we've had so much practice with that with that principle but are we perfect Yes. No. <laughs> no, but we're pretty close. Yeah, we're, getting, we're getting closer. No, but I, you know, we've had a lot of practice and we value the same things. Um, to us, you know, life is really truly too short to have meaningless um, relationships with people that we say we love. And, you know, we, we don't get a redo on this life. This mm-hmm. is all we have. So, you know, we can kind of live our lives faking who we actually are you know and pretending pretending like we don't feel the things that we feel and you know if you want to do that that's fine but you're not going to find you're not going to that's you're not going to have a true friendship you're not going to have an honest you know almost like spiritual connection with someone and then what's the point mm-hmm. guess what there is none <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean for years for years and i don't i don't know about you but for years i had relationships with people that were 60%, 70%. I'd be like, I like to do these activities. I like to have these conversations, but I don't really like it all the way. I don't, because what it ended up being was the reasons I had were they don't really understand me. They mm-hmm. Sometimes they hurt me. They don't know how to talk to me. They don't know how to relate to me. And, well, then you have to ask the question, you know, have you done the thing? You know, I, well, I, I'm just saying, I had to mm-hmm. introspective and say, have I done the thing that would create that space? And I, like having that light bulb moment where I realized that I'm an impediment to my own relationships. Like mm-hmm. I am the impediment to closeness, not this other person who quote unquote wronged me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't give them the opportunity to fix it. I just decided that a person who loved me wouldn't do this thing. Yeah. But we are broken and we are imperfect and we wrong each other. Yeah. That's just what it means to be a person. Right. Right. And I think the best relationships are the ones that are the most honest, the ones that, um, you know, that do delve into all of the difficult places. And I don't know if it's our culture or our, I I hate, you know, blaming everything on culture or society, but I mean, we kind of have this impression that all of the good things in life are easy or mostly easy. And I just don't think that's true of relationships, you know. I think that in order to get to the closest that we have, we've had to really, really bear our souls. And I think, you know, it's it's the totality of, of what it means to know someone else. You know, I know yeah. all of your, all everything that's great about you, mm-hmm. and I know everything that's horrible about you. And you for me. Yeah. No, you for me. Yeah. I mean, but that's where we find, that's what it means to be close. Anything else is just... A simulacra of closeness. It's exactly that. 
It just, it mocks it. It mocks it. Right. So it's like, I think, once again, it's like, for you and me, because I can't tell anyone else listening what they should do for them, although I'd like to, because I think this is the best way to live. It's, it's, I have to be honest all the time. Mm -hmm. And if that means something happened and you rubbed me the wrong way, I've got to tell you. And that's really, really hard to do sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm going to just kind of like give one aspect of that, that Mm -hmm. we've been dealing with different dealing with recently. And that is like, if something's like something happened, I'm coming to you. Guess what? You're not in the mood to discuss it. You thought we were one place. I was hoping we could get into another place emotionally to discuss it, but you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not necessarily picking on you, but it's just so happens that I kind of like, I kind of like pursued this this morning. And I said, you know, that that's, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not fair that I want to create an opportunity for us to like fix what's going on. And I understand not being ready to talk about things that are emotionally complicated and overwhelming, but at the same time, you have to be receptive that someone's putting themselves in a vulnerable position where they're burying their soul and withholding from them in that moment, Mm. like withholding from them the opportunity to feel close and fix it because you're just not ready yet. I think, I think can also be selfish. Right. I mean, do you, how do you feel? I mean, I would totally now like... that, now that we're like hours away from <laughs> where we were this morning, yeah. but like, how do you feel about that now? I think that once you reach a, cer- a certain point of, um, simpatico, the other person has a right to demand those kind of immediate conversations. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And we have we have that in each other. You were so wrong this morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was totally. I was totally being a brat. But um. <laughs> but I mean, I think. But I I totally agree with you. Right. Not just because it benefits me, because I would do the same for you. Right, and and it's because we have this history and this, like I like to say, track record, of um. You know, of love and of commitment and of truth and of you know problem solving, and we've really truly earned that right with each other. Mm-hmm. I've earned that right with you. You've earned that right with me. You know, you have, have earned the right to say how you're treating me is unfair and you may not be in the mood to talk about this, but I can't get through the day without discussing it with you. So you're going to have to buckle up because we're going to talk about it. Right. You know, and I, I think if I think that is a, is a, a huge indication of closeness, mm-hmm. right? Because if this were, you know, any, any any lesser or you know let you know not as you know intense or as close of a relationship then those those rules may be much different but i think we've earned that right with each other Mm -hmm. i agree so as we think about that phrase you know you are me you really are me like what's a silly stupid thing that you're gonna (laughs) totally like be about that we're the same. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's oh, a what's gosh. a really stupid like non in emotional like we don't have to completely you know disclose everything like what's in what way are you like me or in what way oh. am I like you? Like, we both really think that food is sexy. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the only ones, but we're not the only but we ones. share. But we totally share a love of food. We yeah, we really do. We really do share 
share a love of food. That's probably the most generic surface but, level thing. But I it's can, good. Yeah, but we really, I mean, that's something we bond over. Yeah, we cook together. We talk about food. We talk about what we're going to eat. As we're eating one meal, we're planning <laughs> the next meal. Right? Right. Right. That's, we that's, really that's are. Huge. We really are each other. Yeah. Eventually, I want to discuss all of the all of the emotional ways that we really truly are the same and share, mm-hmm. um, a you know a, a huge similarity. I want to discuss that eventually. No, but there's a point of departure for our first podcast. I think this is good. Yeah. Um. No, I'm super happy. Yeah. About that. Me too. So one of the things that, you know, really bright people tell us we need to do all the time is have gratitude. So gratitude really externalizes, you know, selfish tendencies and gets you to think about your life in a way that doesn't concentrate on your own immediate need for Mm -hmm. comfort. And so we're going to end every podcast by kind of going through something, um, going through an expression of gratitude um, so we're just going to take a turn. So because we're so counterculture men first today, <laughs> and then, uh, definitely we'll switch that up. So one of the things I'm grateful for is this summer, I get to hang out with you for a good chunk of time in your completely amazing, uh, <laughs> Atlanta midtown apartment. <laughs> so it just happened to be the way the schedule worked that I get to spend a bunch of time here. Um, where we can get on each other's nerves and do podcasts. I'm just kidding. So no, just being grateful that, you know, grateful for time. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's huge. Grateful for time because, and, and this can go backward through the pandemic, you know, cause we, I've talked to tons of people who are like, you know, I've got the chance to exercise more or be home more. And not that I want to get into the pandemic at all, but like, it has afforded us some opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. to have kinds of conversations we haven't had before. And one of the things <clears throat> that it allowed us to do is kind of discuss, hey, like, why don't we just be crazy and spend a bunch of time together, you yeah. know, this summer and really, because like, who knows when we're going to be able to do that kind of thing again, which then leads me to the greater point of like, you know, you get one life, which we've already talked about, and there are no guarantees so why leave the good bottle of wine yeah. in the cellar? Right. You should drink it today. Right. So when else are we going to be able to do this? Let's just do it now. We don't need to save right. a bunch of time for a later time. Let's do it now. So that's what I'm grateful for. Just the opportunity oh, for time. I love that. Love that. Every day is a special occasion with, with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Every day is worth savoring. I love that. What about you? What are you grateful for? I am grateful. I am grateful for... I'm going to talk about you. Hope that's okay. Talking to me? <laughs> yeah. okay. No, yes. I, I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful that we get to share this space. I'm grateful that you get to be um, here in Atlanta for so long and that we get to really just live life together for a while. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our visits are usually a weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of... I don't want to say cram. Oh, we do. Well, we do. We cram in, you know, conversations that we want to have or food that we want to make. And we, we, we always end up leaving something out for the sake of time. And I'm really grateful that you get to be here for such a long amount of time that we really get to 
um, do all the things that we said that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really special to me. Oh, and I'm really, really grateful that. for that. I'm really grateful that we'll have, you know, in 10 years, we'll look back and be like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, remember, like, remember when we just hung out in Atlanta for like five ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. No, but really, I mean, really, this is, you know, life is truly, life is truly so short and you and I both have a shared fear of loss and to be able to have you here for such a long time um, and just to have you in my space every day is really, really special. Aww. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. That's so special. I mean it. I know. I love that. Thank you. Love fest here, guys. All right. So, and then, <laughs> and then the last thing I kind of got that we want to do every podcast is like, and, and the gratitude was unrehearsed. This is unrehearsed. We haven't discussed what we we're going to talk about, but I got this from my niece. Um, she said to me once, so just to give you an idea, my, my mom has a hot tub and all, you know, I was told Becky this and actually Becky has been able to come to the house and have hot tub time. Oh yeah. But like all the, be- all the best, <laughs> all the best conversations with my family happen in the hot tub. You know, yeah. my mom's really verbal, my sister, my niece, and you know, we, we just kind of like get into conversations in a way because there's something about the geography. It kind of traps you there. If it's cold outside, you want to stay. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of go into the hot tub knowing you're going to spend some time there and we don't have a TV or a radio out there. We just grab, uh, you know, grab a glass of wine and just talk. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's super special. And one of the things that my, my niece was discussing was, that she and her friends do this thing that she calls a confession of love. And I'm like, well, what is that? She's like, well, we were at so-and-so's house and we just sat around and we each told every person there, like one thing we loved about them. And I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. I mean, and she's, you know, she's a teenage girl, but I should have given her much more credit. It's just very impressive. Yeah. And I come to find out and I hope she doesn't, mind me giving this information that she's a lot like me which means she's a lot like you yeah you know we have similar temperament um and so one of the things that i'm gonna do is kind of model after what 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 my niece did and you and i have kind of done this a bunch ever since i discussed that oh so much this is a a regular part of our right speech i i want to say that was like a year ago or or close to it no this was december was this december this was december okay all right so maybe not that long yeah I always want to make everything like 35 years long. <laughs> All right. So, so my confession of love to Becky is, let me think about what I want to say. I know what I'm going to say. It's easy. It's easy. Cause she's so great. Um, Aww. that I, what I really love about her is that even if things are difficult to talk about, and even if she doesn't want to talk about it, she realizes that after I like assert my need to discuss it because it's really super serious, she's willing to kind of realign herself. And and you do that, you do that for me. And that, that is such an act of love. It's, it's hard sometimes to be emotional because you're, some people aren't ready to jump into the emotional side of the, of the, of the pool every five seconds. I probably, it's probably a little easier for me than it is for you, but but you can get there with me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just what it means is like what I'm guessing, because I don't know perfectly, but it 
it means like, okay, stopping, stop, stopping the momentum of where you were in your mind and what you wanted to do in that next moment and just stop and pay attention to me and what I need to discuss. And even if it's not what you want to do, it might take just a second, but I tell you, I really, really need this right now. And you go, okay. And you create that space. Oh. And you've done that for a long time. I mean, you've done that from the very, very beginning. So I, I really love you for that. Oh, I love that. I love you too. So that's, that's, that's super sweet. That's super sweet. Oh, thank oh. you. That touches me. Okay, your turn. My, my confession of love. <laughs> my confession of love um, to Jeremy is, um, Jeremy, you are the most giving person that I know. And um, your giving nature really manifests itself in the way that you you continuously sponsor my needs. You are continuously checking in to ask me if I have everything that I need from you. And in doing that, you're saying, you know, everything that is important to me is therefore important to you. And when you do that, you create this beautiful space for us to be um, companions and equals and and you're 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 basically saying you know I'm willing to share everything that's important to you so the essence of everything that you value is what I value and that's what I love about you and you demonstrate this literally every day um, in every in every interaction whether it's bringing me coffee which is like my favorite thing in the world <laughs> or you know if it's you know helping me with my hair or you know if it's like giving me fashion advice you know and then and then if it's you know sitting with me while I you know cry over something or um you know really changing the way that you do something for my own comfort you know you you truly give to me in every way all the time and I love that it's awesome thank you I love that I mean it that's great thank you so everybody that was episode one and episode two is coming 100 days a year podcast 100 days a year episode number two coming to a podcast near you <laughs> that didn't go as who, well. <laughs> who are you again who are you what's your name oh i'm becky fouché and i'm not becky fouché really grateful for that right now i'm just kidding wow i'm jeremy burn okay and we are besties and we'll see you in episode two bye if you would like to reach out to us, um, either myself or Jeremy, we would love if you would send us an email at 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 100daysayearpodcast, not 100 days, but 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email with questions or we would love you know any feedback that you have. Also, please give us a follow on Instagram at 100daysayearpodcast. And uh, we'll give you a follow back.